I'm always driving around. I'm like, what's the story behind that? Or like, oh man, here's a funny fact about this. And I was like, maybe people would be interested in this stuff. And I texted my friends, I have all these group threads. So be like, guys, did you know Denny's, for instance, started in LA and was known as Danny's Donuts? And maybe people don't care. I, I care. I always find that kind of stuff interesting. So now I kind of had an outlet for it. And it turns out that other people find out it's interesting. Episode 82 with Evan Lovett of LA in a Minute. He's got a page that has been absolutely blowing up in the last few months. Started the page about three months ago. He's got 70,000 followers on Instagram, 100 plus thousand followers on TikTok, and he's got a niche that I absolutely love that nobody's ever thought of. He's our new Hugh Hausner, if you will. He goes around LA, talks about all the great landmarks in LA, all the restaurants in LA, all the great people in LA, the freeways, weather, stadiums, venues. He's all over the place. He puts out two stories a day. So there is no lack of content whatsoever. And this was done on an IG Live. So if you want to see the video edition of the episode, that's at my Instagram page, Mike Up Pod. It's got nearly 12,000 views so far. So you can watch the video edition there. You're listening to the audio edition here. This is episode 82. LA in a minute. Evan Lovett, episode 82. Here we go. You've got yourself a niche, Evan. And by the way, your background, I like the background. You've got uh, the, the LA Bowl, you got the Dodger Championship license plate. What's in the back there? Is that the Rams? This is my work. No, LA Bowl. I got some family stuff. Uh, it's the team I used to coach. Dodgers, uh, World Series. This is, I don't want to like jump in anything and monopolize it, but this is something I want to somehow do a piece on. I have a lot of business cards. I'm a big collector of business cards from restaurants I've been to in LA. So I kind of display all those, some stuff from my wife, kids. But yeah, it's my office. So this is like the stuff. It's a gallery wall. My wife's an interior designer. So uh, she sort of put it together for me. Stuff that I love. Yeah. That's awesome. And your page, and I think people might think that you do this all the time. It's being your full-time job, but it's not, right? What else do you do? No, I have a real job that actually pays the bills. I am a, I'm an internet advertising. So I work for a company. I work for a company that places ads on on websites. Like our company is the technology provider for Yahoo, the Yahoo search feed, and we reach out to companies like Forbes or the New York Times or CNN to place our our ad units on their pages. So that's that's the non sexy um, uh, version of. I mean that that is what I do actually for a living. So yeah. there you go. Okay, now this page. How the hell did this thing come about? Did you think you'd go this viral this quick? You've got an amazing niche. And it's, I feel like it's something that people, how do people not know or think, or think about something like this? Like, wh- where did this come about? I think because you're from, from LA, right? Yep. Born and raised? Yep. There's, there's okay. not many of us. So you grew up around probably the same time I did, plus or minus 10. But I'd always heard LA had no culture or history. So I kind of think people just sort of take that for granted and move on. And because LA is such a city of transformation and transition all the time, I think that people never really stop to think about it. I've always been like an LA nerd in the sense that like, if any celebrity athlete went to school in Los Angeles, they'd be like, Granada Hills High School, like Lock High School. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, for some reason, I was just always in tune to it. My parents raised me and they showed me around LA, Griffith Park, Venice, uh, Santa Monica, Boyle Heights. My dad used to run a boxing gym on 108th and Broadway. So I was always like all around LA. 
my dad was always proud of it. My mom always loved it. So we always did stuff. But the page came about because my son, who's eight, is big time into his screens right now. And I was getting pissed off at the content he was watching, right? Not at him, but I'm just like, why is all this content so terrible? So I finally told him, and this like last year, I said, if you learn something today, you can watch screen time tomorrow. And whether it was, you know, I don't know, there's seven continents or whatever. I'd be like, okay, learn something you can watch tomorrow. And then at, around the same time, it's the end of the year last year, I was uh, at my wife's family for Christmas and she has younger cousins. And I'm always like trying to like, not keep my finger on the pulse, but be like, what are the kids into these days? Just so I know, I guess, you know, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. They're like, we love TikTok. We get our news off TikTok. And I was like, that's a terrible idea. It sounds Worse than even when people used to get their news off Facebook, which was terrible. And they were like, no, it's real. Washington Post, LA Times, like all this kind of stuff. And I was like, all right, fine. I was like, you know what? I read the physical newspaper. Like I still get the LA Times every day. I would try to tell my son, I'm like, here's a couple things that are going on in LA. He didn't care. He's like, newspaper, give me a break. It's got to be a screen. I was like, all right, I'm going to put the feed together and be like, here are two or three. And if you watch my early posts, it's literally me with the newspaper. And it's like, yo, these are like two things that happen in LA that I think are important. That got like a little traction because TikTok's algorithm is very intuitive and it also like magnifies content creators more than any other platform. They're, they're really good about the way that they approach it. And then I've been reading books. I'm, I've always been like a big food guy. So I was reading books about LA's legendary restaurants. There's an author called George Geary who's wrote that, like other uh, California legendary restaurants. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just put one together. It's a slow news day. Uh, Los Angeles's 10 oldest fast food chains that originated in Los Angeles. And that one had a ton of traction. And then from there, I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm always driving around. I'm like, what's the story behind that? Or like, oh, man, here's a funny fact about this. And I was like, maybe people be interested in this stuff. And I texted my friends. I have all these group threads. to so be like, guys, did you know Denny's, for instance, started in L.A. and was known as Danny's Donuts? And maybe people don't care. I, I care. I always find that kind of stuff interesting. So now I kind of had an outlet for it. And it turns out that other people find out it's interesting because L.A. is not just an awesome city, but the people in L.A. love L.A. And, and this is something I've sort of always known. And I guess, I, you know, I don't want to discount any other cities. I'm sure other cities are like that. Detroit, Chicago, Jacksonville, wherever you're from. Yeah. But feels like people in L.A. like really love L.A. And, and it's had a lot of support from L.A. people. So I kind of just built upon that. Yeah, and all your stuff is really conversation pieces, too, because if you have history of places and landmarks that people don't know about, a lot of people take this stuff for granted, right? They go to a park or they go to a restaurant, and they don't really know the history of something. So your stuff is in-depth of things. There's stuff that I kind of know about the city, but your stuff is, like, extreme, man. Where do you I, start I, when you do your history breakdown you know, on you stuff? Know, it's funny. Uh, my friend says, he says, you do a uh, term paper every day. And I never thought about it like that. But I've always been that guy that when people say stuff in conversation, whether they make assertions or they're just spouting off or maybe sports stats, I always look it up. And I, I'm sure that's probably annoying to a lot of my friends, but I'm always just like, I want to make sure that's accurate. It's not even that I have a dog in the fight. It's just like, if we're going to talk and we're going to base a conversation around that, I want to make sure that all of our facts are straight, mine or yours. You know what I mean? So I've like always been in tune to like doing research and I, I kind of enjoy it. So 
if I'm curious about something, I'll look into it. And and putting the piece together is like a whole process because you got to figure out what's interesting, what's credible. You have to verify stuff, but it's fun for me. And like, I'm learning along with everybody else. Like, it, I don't know this stuff off the top of my head. I'm just curious about something. So I want to do the homework and that's, it kind of comes together. Have you ever done a story and you think you've got all the facts and then you look back and say, oh crap, I missed something or I, or I, or I misspoke about oh, something? Man, what a great question. Jeez. Yes. And people will always have different insight. And I'll tell you one, spoiler alert, I'm going to do History of Compton part one and part two coming next week. Here's something that was befuddling me with Compton. It's, it's finished. So the episode's done. But the Compton City Seal says established 1888. Seems cut and dry. Compton. I mean, that's their city seal. That's that's in the books, right? But when you look it up, the founder of Compton, Griffith Dickinson Compton, didn't donate his land and it didn't officially become a city until 1889. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, and again, that seems ticky tags, just like a, a small detail, but I'm like, I don't know which one do I use, which one's correct. And that's a small example, but there's other stuff. I've had people contact me like yesterday. Oh, here's a perfect example. Yesterday I, I met with uh, Fritz Coleman, former LA weatherman, yeah. super, you know, long term. He was a weatherman for 39 years in LA. And I was like, you were born in Pittsburgh, right? Because his Wikipedia says Pittsburgh. Wikipedia is pretty credible. You know, people edit it and they like determine who's the most credible and they go with it. Um, and he was like, Philadelphia, actually. And I said, but your wiki says Pit- Pittsburgh. And he's like, yeah. He's like, they rejected my correction. And this is the guy. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So bad. So, yeah. So I'm like, yes, there's always things. And, and you always get this stuff like my grandma lived there in the 1940s. And she told me that this was wrong. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I mean, so yes, to answer your question, I'm not the the authoritative resource, but I do always try to cross check my things. There's a lot of good resources online that are public and paid resources that I try to have that credibility and be correct. So hopefully that that's, you know, more often than not, that's how it comes out. Social media is tend to be a very negative place. It's not a very friendly place. People are competing with each other all day long. I can't imagine anybody. And by the way, there isn't one negative comment that is strolling up and down this page right now, which is unprecedented. Bunch of awesome, amazing people watching right now. So I, I applaud Hello. you guys. I thank you guys for that. Seriously. Do you get any hate? I do. It's funny because a lot of people, and you know how it is in this day and age, right? Everything's polarized. So a lot of people think I'm taking a side. I try to be pretty down the middle, man. I mean, I have my opinions on stuff, but like I've always been more curious than anything. And what stimulated me throughout my life is I love knowing people's opinions on things. Like it's it just, if you've thought about your stance and you've like taken time to research it, like I respect your opinion because right and wrong, you know, sure. Maybe in math or certain things, there's, there's an unequivocal, this is right, this is wrong. But like I've always had a hard problem being like somebody's opinion is wrong because if there's a reason they believe in it, then for them, that's the right answer. So I'm always just curious about that. And then so as far as the uh, in the comments, like, yes, I get negative. You're trying to take this stance or I can read mm-hmm. between the lines and I know you feel this way. I'm like, maybe that's the case. Or like some people, it's simple stuff like that shirt is terrible. You look like you just got out of an insane asylum or people have made fun of my nose and stuff like that. Or my voice. It sounds like you're gargling like things. Like, so, yes, I get some negativity. But let me say more than anything, 
I was impressed with TikTok because TikTok's where I started. So from the beginning, TikTok was really positive. And I come from Twitter, okay? Like my favorite social media was always Twitter. And that is a cesspool of like hatred and everybody's trying to prove their point, prove everybody wrong, denigrate everybody's opinion. And you have to sift through to get the information. I like it because it's breaking news and it's informative, but there's so much negativity on there. And TikTok was like this breath of fresh air because everybody was supportive. And then Instagram is the same way. But I think it's at the end of the day, I'm exploring Los Angeles, the yeah. city we all love. I do get some like LA sucks, like da, 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 homeless or da, da, da. Mm. and I'm like, you know, then why you don't, I'm not forcing this channel down your throat. Like you don't need to watch it. But again, I think the key is not engaging. Like I, you'd always heard, like you always hear like, don't read the comments, don't engage like stuff like that. I think that is true because once you start that battle, anybody who's hiding behind a screen is just never going to give up, but it's way more positive than negative, And I'm glad to hear that. Dude, we're getting comments of you being the new generation of Hugh Hausner. How perfect of a call is that? That is so money. That would be incredible. I mean, like, ultimately, I do think that's the dream or the goal. Um, It wasn't what I set out to do. I didn't, like, set out to do anything, but it's just so much fun. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, man, I wish I had more time because I truthfully think L.A. is limitless in the stuff that can be covered. And whether it's, like, a certain part of town, like, today I went out to Santa Monica. It's funny because Santa Monica is so cliche and so obvious but it's really the first time I went out to like cover certain things in Santa Monica, but I only ended up covering two things and there's way more stuff to get to over there. But every part of the city is like that. Like I haven't done long beach and long beach, if I'm not mistaken, has like the largest population of any independent city within long, uh, within Los Angeles County. And like all the stories in long beach was supposed to be the initial Harbor and blah, blah, blah. And there's so much, so many things out there. So I'm like, dude, I just wish I had more time to do this. So back to the Huell Hauser thing, like, I'm not like, oh, I want a show. I need a show. Though that would be great, obviously. But like at the end of the day, I just want a reason to be able to go out and explore and not have to cheat like my family or my job or my actual responsibilities in the meantime. Because I want to do this like seven days a week. So wow. that, that's my goal. Yeah. Okay. But where do you start? When you're doing a story, like where does this thing start? People do not realize that your one, two, three minute videos probably take I'm, probably take days to do. And and not only that, how about your editing like part? And dude, you're putting out content every single day. I'm pretty, pretty obsessive about putting out content. Sort of my personality. I go all in on something. And again, like I always feel like there's so much to cover. I don't want to miss anything. I don't want to forget anything. And when somebody throws an idea and they're like, hey, go and cover Hawaiian Gardens, for instance, was new. And I'm like, I don't know anything about Hawaiian Gardens, to be honest. And I'm like, that's interesting. And then it's in the back of my head. And I'm like, dude, I, I got to cover that at some point. I want to do my diligence. But as far as like, yes, it's a lot of work. Sometimes it's external ideas. I have a board. I don't know if you guys can see that whiteboard. Yeah. I'm not going to show it like too much. But that's like the... wow. We have remakes, ideas, drafts, calendar, stuff that has to be done with deadlines and stuff that's already finished. So it's like staying organized and disciplined to that, but also at the same time, you got to be open to new ideas because again, man, I, I got to tell you, where are you located right now? I'm in the city of Montebello. Montebello. Perfect example, Montebello. That's another one where I'm like, I've been there, but I don't know anything about it, but that's a great one to cover especially because that section of the city, 
I haven't neglected. I've done a little bit over there, but I need to do more because this LA is all about LA. But anyway, going back to that, it's the sense that you have to cover interesting, but you have to cover what's relevant. So it's super hot for me. It was 111 today when I was driving back from Santa Monica and I live in the Valley at a certain point, it's 111. I'm like, geez, why is it so hot? It's September. And I'm like, you know what? It's always hotter in September. That seems kind of weird. You always think of summer as July, August, maybe into September, but also know October gets hot. So I'm like, you know what? I want to do a piece on why September the hottest month. Like it's in theory, it should be July and whatever. It sounds like kind of silly, but that's a time sensitive piece. So I got to bump other stuff off the board or out of the schedule to be able to cover that. You might get your first negative comment coming. It's August 31st, so we're not in September yet. <laughs> well, wait, we just wait. Okay, that's fair, but wait till next week because Sunday and Monday, Sunday and Monday are supposed to be the hottest days yeah. of the year so far. Yeah, and that's yeah, in yeah. September. And just wait. In October, we're going to have triple-digit days. And I'm like, October is fall. October is football season. October Halloween's around the corner. Why is it so damn hot? Yeah, so, yeah I want to yeah, know. So that's, yeah. that's what I jumped into. Did, did you grow up in the Valley? Yeah, I did. I grew up in Sepulveda which is now known as North Hills. Then I went to UCLA, lived in Seattle for a year, Washington, D.C. for a year. But I'm seriously such an L.A. nerd. Every time I get back to LAX or Burbank, I'm like, ah, like, I love traveling. I love seeing other places. And it's so enriching. It is. But I don't know. I just, for whatever reason, I just always loved L.A. Like, incessantly but yes i grew up in the valley and and la is definitely uh, my stomping ground i want to talk about your queue because again you're putting out content every single day so your queue has to be like 20 posts ahead or something crazy right here right now i have geez 32 finished episodes 32 episodes that are complete and wow. 31 that have been started. So yeah, so 63 episodes like that are that are like queued up. Yeah. Wow. And is there a certain time that you release these stories? I like I like to do 1 p.m. and 6 p.m. Uh, this is when it gets into like the business side of it, which I don't love in the sense, and I don't mean business because I'm not making any any money, but I mean business in the sense of like, yeah, I do enjoy you know building la in a minute but i don't know that if the magic if that's too much like are people like why is this guy like doing it twice a day i can't even keep up or they like i want more i just based on the responsiveness and then what you always wonder is the algorithm quote unquote like do you get penalized for putting out more do they want you to put out more but no as of now my schedule it's currently 1 p.m. and 6 p.m. every day, but ideally it's going to be three every two days eventually. I'm, so, I'm then, af- the only thing I'm afraid about, Evan, for you is running out of content, though. It's no? Los Angeles. It's uh, it's impossible. You know, I haven't even gotten it. At, ultimately, like I, there's 88 municipalities, 120 unincorporated areas. That's just 208 pieces alone on like the, the cities where people are from. That's easy, not easy to produce, but that's content that's like, check, check, check. Then you get every venue, whether it's sports, Bank of California Stadium, the Forum, the Sports Arena, uh, Rose Bowl, Coliseum, et cetera, et cetera. You got all those. Then you have like actual historic stuff. Then you think of all the murders. I've barely touched on like <laughs> LA's famous. I haven't done OJ. I haven't done the yeah. Menendez brothers. Yeah. I haven't even like got into that. But then we haven't even got into the like LA icon series. All I've done is Vince Scully, Jonathan Gold, Snoop Dogg, uh, Art LeBeau. 
dude, there's an insane amount of select. I could do Marilyn Monroe if I want to go to the past. I could do Kim Kardashian if I want to go to the present or anything in between. Then fashion, I did pieces on like Juicy Couture. I did piece on uh, um, Forever 21. There's countless brands that have developed here. So it's like, I feel like you only run out of content if you run out of curiosity. I mean, mm -hmm. architects, architecture, specific buildings. Recent one, I'm driving, driving home the other day. I passed by this place called Crossroads of the World in Hollywood. I've seen it a thousand times. I'm like, there's something. I know that's a famous building. I don't know what for. So I just stop, park, look it up. And I'm like, what is this building? Turns out it was the first outdoor mall in America. And now it's nondescript. It's offices. But I'm like, dude. So it's like everywhere in LA, you, you turn over a rock. Street names. Some of my early mm. pieces that got a lot of traction are like history behind street names. Dude, how many streets are in LA? Freeways. History of the 405. <laughs> first freeway. I mean, there's so many different things. I'm not worried about running out of content. Yeah. I'm not. I'm worried about not having enough time or yeah. days to be able to cover all the content. Yeah, exactly. Because you've got a day job and you're yeah. busy with that. But you've got 63 videos in the queue, man. That is extremely impressive. How long did that take you to do? I'm always doing it, first of all. So honestly, this probably annoys my wife. Uh, sorry, babe. But um, if I'm driving somewhere and I'm like, that's interesting, I will literally stop, pull over, look it up, and see if I can like at least have enough to have a piece. If I can, I'll do an intro. Here's a perfect example. This is one that's like on the cusp, and I'll, I'll just be honest. Big Five. I don't know if you're a sports guy, but there's a sporting goods store called Big Five Sporting Goods. I was like, I kind of feel like that's an LA company. I don't, I don't know what I stopped going to big five. It turns out big five was uh, originated in Los Angeles. And I'm like, I'm going to film this intro. But then after I filmed the intro, I'm like, I don't know enough people like really care about big five apologies. If any big five reps are on the phone, but that's what I I'm always doing is like real time figuring out like, where am I? And because my wife's family lives in Rancho Cucamonga, my wife's sister, so her, her parents live in Rancho Cucamonga, so I have everything to the east that we'll stop on on the way. My wife's sister lives in West Adams, so everything in like the central or towards the south will stop on the way. Valley's close. Everything's local in the valley. So you're always kind of covering every part of the city. And then what I do is like plan a day in San Pedro or plan a day in Santa Monica or plan a day in Pasadena to try to cover like half a dozen things. So I want to have a lot of stuff in the queue. I want to have a lot of stuff to work on and to be able to finish and, and add to the actual completed part of the queue if possible. There's been so many stories you've done. Can you name a favorite? What an interesting question. What, what is that? I mean, favorite, like I, I don't watch my own videos. I, I would, I feel kind of uncomfortable. It's weird. How about, how like about the watch? funnest one you've done? Like your research on, how about that? Man, I'll tell you a story. Remember, this is the opposite of the question you're asking, but I'll tell you a funny story. So I did the Wonderland Murders one, and that's up in the hills, like off of Laurel Canyon. And so what happened there is there's a notorious murder scene. It's one of the, they made movies about it, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm in front of the house. I'm like, da, da, da. Like, and I'm trying to be quiet. It's a very residential, very quiet, very uh, isolated uh, area. So I'm doing that and I'm like, they're going to Wonderland murders, blah, blah, blah. And I never get it on the first takes. So I have to do like three, four mm -hmm. takes. And on the fourth take, the lady's like, okay, enough already. Like, why are you doing this? And she like <laughs> yells for the, so like favorite, no, but absolutely memorable. Yes. So 
that's kind of where the sort of like memories I sort of look for. I, I enjoyed the 405 because I feel like that's an important part of infrastructure. Like LA history doesn't develop the same without uh, the automobile. And I was kind of like on the freeway filming that one. So it was a little bit, I don't want to say risky, but you got to kind of do anything for the shot. I enjoy the food ones, obviously, but they're all, they're all like fun in different ways. I don't have any agenda behind it. I'll tell you like Glendale Galleria for whatever reason was really popular and that came together like fast on the spot. So I'm sort of like proud of that one in retrospect, but, but I like all of it. They're always fun. I don't do one unless it's like I'm passionate about it. So that's kind of, kind of my angle on that. And roughly start to finish. How long does the video take you publish? All work entailed is, I'll say like six hours per piece, and I feel like I work pretty efficiently, so I feel like it's a very efficient six hours. I don't screw around. I wow. feel like when I say six hours, it's like six hours of actual working on the piece because you have to write, you have to figure it out first. You have to shoot the intro, and I'm not counting driving too. When it's far, you have to include driving time, but I'm not going to include that. So you drive to it, you shoot the intro. Um, you have to get it right. Then if you want to film an outro or other pieces on site, you have to do that as well. Then you go back, you have the skeleton that you turn into a script. Then if you have a good script, you have to find the images, but then you have to find the right images, which is a pain in the butt because not everything's available. And you have to find images that match the story, especially in older stuff. That's, that's really like kind of tough to dig into. Then you film it, then you edit it. A lot of time, my script is longer than three minutes. It's three minutes, not one minute, even though it's called LA in minutes, usually three minutes. But the script is longer, so you have to go back and edit a part out and still make it feel continuous and then figure what parts are the most important, which parts are extraneous that you can kind of cut, edit it together. Captions, oftentimes, I haven't done captions as much recently because that was really time consuming, but I do like stickers and verbiage over the piece itself. So I think that that's a pretty important aspect. So six hours is where I'm happy with the piece. Anything longer than that gets to be a little grind, but that, that's how I try to, try to approach it. That's what's, the, what's your sleeping schedule like? And are you doing that stuff mostly on the weekends or do you have time during man. the week? I know you've got a kid too, right? So I have a son who's actually a great baseball player. So he plays a lot of baseball. He also plays soccer, which is great. And I coach, I'm the, I'm the head coach for his baseball team and assistant coach for his soccer team. So that takes a lot of time. So what we were doing, thank goodness, I was able to have one weekend day during his previous baseball season. And then during the summer after both of his seasons cooled off, I was just doing Saturday and Sunday, plan a geographic area, go there, get literally six to ten. So here's the deal. This is a good example. There was one Sunday where I was like, I need to crush it today. My wife, wife was like hosting a baby shower. And I'm like, all right, I got like 12 hours, right? And, and my son's cousin was going to be there. So he was occupied. Like I got 12 hours. How many places can I start and at least get in the queue? So I got 12 different drafts done that day. So that to me is like you get 12 started with those 12. There's two, three that I'm really excited about. I can finish one like that night. And then the next day, like, Later in the day, or to your point, the sleep schedule, son goes to bed at 8.30, usually working from like 8.31 to, to like 12. And then throughout the day, I'll try to do a lot of the, the pieces like, uh, you know, during during work hours, if you will. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, 
I'm I'm always thinking. Look, I'm always on the clock in the sense that I'm always thinking about like what would make a good piece, what would make a good script, what are good facts that I could focus on. And everybody who has suggestions, and by the way, anybody watching, send suggestions. I love them. Sometimes I've heard them. Oftentimes I haven't. It's important because what's important to you is important to Los Angeles, and it excites me and like stuff that I want to know about. Yeah. Like everybody's neighborhood, everybody's proud of their neighborhood and where they grew up. And it's like. Perfect example is Pico Union. I'd honestly never heard of Pico Union. I go there to do Shortest Street. People have told me about it before. Turns out that there's like eight historic houses like next to each other, next to the Shortest Street. I never would have thought about it. I'm like, dude, this is perfect. I'm going to do a piece on this. So that's kind of the angle. But I'm always thinking about it and always working on it. I, I've got one for you. I, I kind of grew up in the summers in Catalina, right? On the island. Yeah. Right? And, and the the the, sit, the city of Avalon is gorgeous. The island, the Cat, Catalina Island is gorgeous. But the history of the of the island would be amazing. History of Avalon, Two Harbors would all be amazing. What I really want to know about that island because there's a lot of different stories about the buffalo that are on that island and how they got there. So what a funny. I would yeah, appreciate on, if you can do a story about why the Buffalo are still there. There's supposedly a, a movie that was done back in the day and they left them there. But then there's a couple other stories about it. I would love to know the history of the Buffalo on the island. I want to know why you spent your summers there because that's actually really intriguing. We, but we, we can do a podcast on that if you'd like. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would love to. But check this out. I'm going to Catalina on Saturday. Thank you to a follower uh, named Jim Felix. By the way, Felix is my son's name, so just coincidence. Same Jim Felix. He's actually taking me on a tour of the island on Saturday, but it's kind of a birthday trip that my wife set up. And I've been, ever since I heard Catalina when I started doing this, I'm like, God, that's great because you never think of, or I never think of Catalina as part of Los Angeles. I yeah. mean, it is, but it's like its own thing I, I never even like considered that it was part of los angeles and then to think that people live on this island it's so intriguing to me that i'm like wait a minute there are like angelinos that are island people which is kind of funny there's like a, like you said the city of avalon but going to your buffalo yes that's one of the main things and one of the exciting things for me is uh it was owned or purchased by the wrigley family the guy yeah. that that started wrigley gum yeah uh Gum was such a lucrative industry, I guess, at the turn of the 20th century that he was able to buy his own island. And I don't know if he has anything to do with the bison or not, but I know the Cubs, if you're a baseball fan, they uh, spent a couple spring trainings working out there. So there's a lot of fun stuff with Catalina, and I just want to know what it's all about. But yes, I'm going this weekend, so put it on the agenda. I'm going to cover the the bison, absolutely. I was just there this last weekend, and Labor Day weekend, I, I tend to go sometimes. It sucks. I'm going to miss you, but shoot me a text later on. I'll let you know where to go, what to do. It's, it's, Dude, a, it's an amazing awesome. getaway, man. You're going to have a blast. Can't believe you grew up with your summers there. That's intriguing right yeah, there. Yeah, lucky enough, my grandfather bought a house in the 50s that we still own today. So yeah. we're able to go there and I spent two, three months in the summers with, with my siblings and my mom and dad would come back and forth on the weekends. Just, yeah, just real fortunate. That's awesome. That is awesome. You've done some TV appearances, one with uh, Mario Lopez, right? Access Hollywood, yeah. I think it was. This whole journey that you've been on, what's the most satisfying thing? Because it's not monetary, obviously. You're not getting paid doing anything. I know you got t-shirts that you maybe, you know, sell and maybe, you know, you're not making much there, but Monetary wise, there's nothing being done, Evan, at least now. There's, there's so what's the nothing, most satisfying thing you're getting out of all this? There's, there's nothing I like more than being 
and I'll be honest, and my wife will probably laugh at this. I'm an only child, okay? So my entire life, I've always, and I'm a confident guy, but I always, like, my parents were very supportive, so I respond well to uh, affirmation or, like, good job, like, kind of stuff. And that, that's what I raised my son. So for me, the most satisfying, to your point, is if somebody recognizes me and it's like, oh, are you LA in a minute? Like, I love your stuff. Like, mm. so to, to be fully honest, there's nothing more satisfying. Because, again, I don't get paid for this. I've sold handful of shirts, which is cool, but I've sent out or given out a hundred plus for free. So that's, uh, you know, not a profitable enterprise, but for somebody to say, or the comments also where it's like, dude, I love your stuff. I'm learning so much from you or buddy. I moved out of LA. You're making me want to move back to LA or Hey, I'm in Australia. I've always kind of been infatuated with Los Angeles. You make me feel like I'm there. Now I want to go out there even more or just any of the stuff I'm born and raised in the city. You're telling me stuff I didn't know. Lastly, and again, like people, I've had teachers reach out and say like, hey, can I teach your, your can I run your videos in my class? Would you come into my class? So that kind of stuff. Because again, I'm learning with everybody. I'm not this encyclopedia of Los Angeles knowledge, but the fact that I'm able to share that is genuinely exciting and just to see how many people love LA because I'm I was always like the LA nerd amongst my friends where they were okay we get it you love LA like okay buddy like you know what I mean they're like sick of it but it's fun because people love this city so that's what I love like kind of sharing and, and getting that's what makes me excited about this are you getting noticed on the streets nowadays yeah, I'm I'm starting to get a, a little bit of recognition, and I, it's cool. I'm not I'm not gonna shortcut <laughs> it. It is. It is. How jealous is the wife? She's not. She's super supportive. <laughs> and here's what's funny: I love is it. historically, she's very um. She's not highly emotional. I'm like an emotional person, right? So she's very even keel. And I've been in the past, like, why aren't you more supportive? And then she'll kind of like mocking, like joking, like, oh, good job. Like, like, Bobby. and then she's like, great. Now I don't need to tell you like, good job all the time. So this is awesome. So just like fun. But no, she's super supportive and awesome about it. And she like watches all the episodes and, and she's, she's been awesome. But yeah, so she's definitely not pissed, at least at this point, hopefully. How about famous people? Any famous people following you on IG? I get good blue check mark interaction. For me, like as a somewhat music guy, like Cascade, uh, the Chain Smokers, um, from a food perspective, uh, Naisha Arrington's following me. She's a big chef uh, in Los Angeles. Um, Anna Jack Ty, which just won Restaurant of the Year uh, from the LA Times. And there, Ben Baller is like a pretty good one. Um, but it, it, it's nice because, again, like I'm not, I don't consider myself. I hate that word influencer and even like creator, I feel has a little bit of condescension to it. And part of my angle is again, I love LA. You love LA. That's why you're watching. So let's find this out together. So I feel like people don't hate on it in the sense that I'm not trying to prove anything. I'm not trying to be smarter than anybody because I'm not. So we're just having fun together. So I kind of think that that, that is sort of received well by, by a lot of the audiences. That, that sort of watch. Have you thought of expanding outside of LA and going to maybe Orange County or other cities in California? All right. So my dad was a boxing manager when I was growing up and we used to go to Vegas every month. And my dad, and I never even realized this until like three months into me doing this. My dad used to love the history of Vegas and it never, it never connected to me. He'd show me like he collected chips, like casino chips from this is from 1949 Bugsy Siegel's place. Yeah. And like, I was like, Oh, that's cool. 
Uh, and he'd take me to the Tropicana Museum, the history of Vegas. But that sort of stuck. And I have all these old memories of Vegas. Like when the Mirage opened in 1989, it was like a new generation in Vegas, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, Vegas is a very new city, probably the only metropolis newer than Los Angeles in the United States. And I feel like I've been there since like an early level in Vegas and gone pretty because I, again, I continue to go in my 20s and 30s for, for different reasons. But <laughs> I've, I've seen like the evolution of Vegas. But yes, I want to do uh, Vegas in a minute. I love San Diego, San Francisco, New York. I mean, it would be hard to cover all those cities myself, but yeah, the goal would be to to take LA in a minute to different cities. But I, I never want to leave LA because again, the content is endless here. So, oh yeah, I mean that's it would be tough to balance unless I was really getting paid. At that point, come on. What if you're really getting paid? How quick would you leave that daytime job? Well, hopefully, none of my. Uh, <laughs> fellow employees are listening but <laughs> we'll take that we don't have to answer I, i'd have a goal in 2023 if it happened in 2023 i wouldn't be mad so what is the end goal what's the end goal with the page you know what's funny is now i have two things and i say this every day i want to leave a legacy for my son to be proud of uh and for my parents both my parents have passed away and i would like to kind of honor their memory in that sense where yeah, to like, look, and then maybe this is just very uh, cheesy, which it probably is, but I, I'd like a Wikipedia page and for LA in a minute to have a Wikipedia page and something to like establish the credibility after I'm gone that this guy, you know, painted a positive light of his city. He was genuine and, uh, you know, did a service for the city of Los Angeles. That's awesome. You're a good guy, Evan. You're really a good I guy. I appreciate it. You're a good that, guy, man. man. How about some stories coming up? What can we look forward to? Oh, man. The Rose Bowl has its 100th anniversary this year. That's going on tomorrow morning. The one I, I talked to you about, why is Los Angeles hottest in September and October? That was really intriguing to me. That's going live. And then I have one. These, these are the kind of pieces that I really enjoy putting together is facts about Los Angeles beaches. And again, I, I, I feel like when I get into those, it's not just these superficial facts. I uncover stuff that I'm like, this is genuinely interesting. Labor Day weekend is the de facto end of the summer. I mean, we know that it's hot forever in Los Angeles, but that's the last weekend where you're like, oh, I got to go to the beach. It's Labor Day. Mm -hmm. So like, I, I feel that the timing on that is pretty good. So I'm sort of excited about that. Compton part one and two. Uh, I've only done one other two-part video before. Compton just has a lot of, uh, it has a stigma. It has a lot of cachet. I wanted to look at the history of it. It's really interesting on all sides of it. So like that's one that I'm excited about. And then one that that I wanted to do for a while and I finally ended up doing this week was those utility boxes. And again, I don't know if anybody cares about this, but I I think it's cool. If you go on the side of any road next to a, a traffic light, you see these utility boxes and they, they used to be just ugly, not ugly. They're just nondescript gray steel boxes next to these traffic lights. But recently I've noticed over the last few years, they start getting painted. And sometimes it's a butterfly. Sometimes it's Kobe Bryant. Sometimes it's like Martin Luther King. Sometimes it's welcome to studio city. But I was like, that has to be a city program. Like why, mm -hmm. why are these things getting painted? So I'm excited about that one. I don't know if anybody cares, but like, yeah, that that's a fun one for me. And then lastly, one that I've been kind of planning since the beginning is the history of McDonald's. Everybody knows McDonald's came from like San Bernardino. 
But I found out something that I had never heard, whether it was the movie or the history, that it's actually started in L.A. And it was called the Aerodrome before it was McDonald's. And before it was McDonald's, it it actually went from Aerodrome to McDonald's barbecue. Then it became McDonald's. So, look, one of my favorite things about L.A. is like so many things started here. So many foods, granted fast food or whatnot, started here. But McDonald's is like the king of kings of fast food, whether you like it or hate it. And, yeah. and I get both sides. It's fine. But like that coming from L.A. for me is like a source of pride. And I, I don't want to paint by numbers. I feel like I have some interesting stuff coming out about that. And that's a big time international brand. So that's that's kind of exciting for me. You got Ray Kroc in that story, right? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about your favorite L.A. restaurant? Jitlada. I don't want to do too much. Like anybody knows Jonathan Gold, he put them on the map. But truthfully, when my wife and I go to Gelada, it's a Thai place in East Hollywood with super spicy stuff. Not everything's super spicy, but they, it just feels like this. There's so many good restaurants in Los Angeles. I don't need any of the Michelin star stuff in the sense that like, honestly, I always say this, whether it's a taco truck or whether it's a Gordon Ramsay three Michelin star restaurant, The endorphins in your brain are firing the same way. And the thing about Los Angeles for me is I can go now. We can hang up this this call. We can stop this. And within 30 minutes, I can be eating awesome Korean food, awesome Middle Eastern food, awesome uh, Mexican food. Like there's literally like dozens of cultures and they're all awesome like food places. And it's like you have low end, high end. And it doesn't matter because they're incredible. But if yes, if you if you pin me in the wall and say what's my favorite restaurant, wow. I'll, I'll say Jitlade. There, there's a few uh, Thai fans in the room. Can you spell that for them? Oh, J I T L A D A. Thank you. And how about fast food? Your favorite fast food restaurant? Man, this is good because look, once a year. I will go nuts at Tommy's like double chili cheese with chili cheese fries. And that might honestly be my favorite fast food meal, but I cannot do that more than like once a year, go hard in and out. I could probably do every week. But if you, again, if you pin me back to the wall and they didn't start in LA, they started in San Diego, Jack in the box, tacos, stuffed jalapenos, spicy chicken sandwich, sourdough Jack. That probably stems from my college days because I was a glutton for, for Jack in the box, but LA Tommy's in and out. I know it's cliche, but it's, it's honestly the truth. Like, Oh man. Yeah. How about your favorite freeway with no traffic? (laughs) That's an awesome question. Uh, I like the five now because you get to see so much. And again, like that's a part of LA that I never really explored when I was younger. So now I'm like, you get that view of downtown towards the West. I have just grown up accustomed seeing it from like the 10 or the 110, And, but like now I like that new perspective on it. And then five, you like get into Downey and like down South that way, which are just cause, cause place I never explored the Citadel. I did like a piece on the Citadel um, which was actually like really fascinating. So it's like new to me, but I will tell you this. I was on the 405 today, which I would say is my favorite freeway. But today I was like, damn it. Like, this is why yeah. everybody hates traffic. Yeah. This is why. And, and you, you hate yourself when you're on the, and I commuted that freeway for years. They're all, I mean, again, it's what makes LA. And I always laugh. You see these huge interchanges and it's just like, this is hilarious. We're all doing this thing where we're on our cars going somewhere in this huge city. 
And then a lot of times we're just stuck and not really going anywhere, but we're trying to get somewhere. And you just laugh at the absurdity of the situation. And you're like, this is funny. Like, I don't know, like freeways and traveling, like it's such an LA thing. So many other cities, they have mass transportation and blah, blah, blah. And like, sure, that's cool and all, but we want our autonomy. We want to be in our cars and that's kind of what makes us LA. So it's like kind of appreciate that. Yeah, that's why I think the transit system won't work out here. And like you did that story in the 1920s, <laughs> how LA yeah. was like the the big dog, right? They were trying to get the transit system going, but it's just too widespread and people like getting their cars. And I think it's a control thing too, right? Just Dude, get so, in my car and so, go. So I want to say this mass transit capital of the world through the 1920s, which is just crazy to think about. And then everybody's like, conspiracy, conspiracy, good year, the oil companies, which is kind of true because they did buy up all the trains. But at the same time, like, given the option, I'd rather get in my car. I'd rather get in my car and sit in traffic, yeah. to be honest with you, than like wait for the subway and then like do stand up and like be all human and the weather like changes. And I need a jacket. I need to take my jacket off and blah, blah, blah. It's like we're spoiled in the sense that like the car gives you that autonomy. And again, that's what makes it L.A. But yeah, like um, we chose the cars the way that I look at it. Yeah, for sure. I think L.A. is always going to be driven that way. I think it's too yep. hard to get a Big transit time. system. Big in. Yeah. Time. Favorite L.A. city. That's funny. That's really funny. I got to tell you this. Recently, Boyle Heights has been getting a lot of love for me, food-wise, whether it's El Tepeyac and their five-pound burrito. There's a pioneer out there. They're like kind of the outlet for the 6th Street Viaduct, 6th Street Bridge, which, by the way, if anybody that's watching hasn't been there, go. It's beautiful. I know there were some hijinks on it the first couple weeks. That's a very L.A. thing, in my opinion, whether you love it or hate it. It didn't surprise me. But it's beautiful, it's bigger than I thought, and it's kind of amazing piece of infrastructure. But Boyle Heights, and I'll tell you why, one of the first black communities in Los Angeles in the 1880s, it was a Jewish community, it was a predominantly Japanese community, then a predominantly Mexican community, and now it's like Latino, like mixed community, where I'm like, dude, in a relatively short period of time, 140 years, Boyle Heights has had like... I'm talking Jewish culture, Japanese culture, black culture, like not just like, but I'm saying predominantly, and it's very mm. LA to think that like, we always know LA is like the, a true uh, melting pot, but I'm like, dude, Boyle Heights has got, undergone all these evolutions. So it's intriguing to me. I mean, am I there every weekend? No, but it's like got a lot of history and culture. And I think that it's very LA. So that that's sort of what I put up there. The beach or the mountains? I know I'm an LA guy and I'm supposed to love the beach and I do appreciate the beach, but the mountains, to really? be honest with you. Yeah. I like are you, are you a snowboarder or snor snowboarder? No, or? I like being in the snow. I like drinking inside when it's snowing outside. I like when it's cold. I'd rather be like cold than hot, which again is like, wait, you're from LA. Like that doesn't make sense. I like precipitation. I always love the rain. I always love the snow. So when I think of mountains, I think of snow. Oh, and I know, again, beaches, everybody. I know, I know. But yeah, you you, you ask me, and I give you an honest answer. <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect that one. Especially from an LA native, us us like SoCal natives, we don't we love the sun. We love summertime. But dude, I was on the beach cool. day. I went to I went yeah. to Monday. I was on the beach and yeah. on the pier, and I'm like, I love it. But I'm like. Sands hot, it's hot. I, yeah. I mean, I, I like the beach, but really, a really good question from somebody, and I, I apologize, it was going up too fast. But a really good question that I caught from somebody that uh, the question was: Is there a story that you've done that you were surprised about? All of them, yeah. every single one. 
there's something crazy. Put it this way, not to give away a spoiler, but today I did Santa Monica Pier. And I was like, all right, there's a pier. I'm sure it's got some history. But then I read this stat where the reason the Santa Monica Pier exists and it was built in 1909 was to take to dispose of sewage from the city. And it was 1600 feet long because the final breakers were 1500 feet out. So they wanted to dispose of the sewage beyond the breakers. And that was the reason that the Santa Monica Pier exists. And like, that's what I kind of want to uncover in every story is like, it's always surprising. It's always interesting. And when there's a story that's not interesting, I mean, that's when I got to stop. And that's when I'll just leave that in the draft. I'm like, I'm, I'm not researching hard enough because part of what makes every you can always find something interesting. Going back to that thing I said about there's no culture, no history in Los Angeles. Bullshit. There's tons of both. You just need to look for it. There's always a reason. There's always a story and it's always interesting. Yeah. 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 For sure. There's always a ton of stories. Where can people support for right now? Where can people support you? I guess just the only support that they can do now is, is buy a t-shirt, right? Yes, absolutely. You want to buy a t-shirt, buy a t-shirt. I have a shop on Instagram, LA in a minute. My shop's right there on my profile page. I'm not, don't want to ask for money or anything like that. Just support me. Give good comments. Share. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Share it with anybody who loves LA or share it with anybody that hates LA. Yeah. Because honestly, I like nothing more than people that are like, I don't like Los Angeles, but your stuff's interesting, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know why? Because LA has so much interesting stuff. That's why. Yeah, exactly. So they can just go on your Instagram page and hit the view shop. Button, yeah, whatever. there's a view okay. shop. You awesome. want to buy a shirt. And they're honestly dope shirts. They're, they're yeah. great shirts. I, yeah, love, yeah. I love the shirts. So. People love you, man. Evan, seriously, people love you and they love what you are doing. So I think the least that they can do is go out and buy a t-shirt and rep you when they're out and let everybody else know about your page because you are spreading. And and by the way, there was other there was awesome other comments about people saying that you're making LA look really good. It is really good. <laughs> yeah, you're making it awesome. look really good. Yeah. I, I, look, I know there are negatives and there's upcoming pieces about the LAPD and Skid Row, but just like the ones about North Hollywood shootout or Wonderland murders, stuff happens. Every city, everything in the world has positive and negatives. You tell the truth. You tell the story. You cover both sides. There's no agenda. But LA is freaking awesome, and that's why everybody in the world comes here, and that's why we have more Thais than Thailand. I mean, anywhere outside of Thailand, more Koreans than anywhere outside of Korea, more Mexicans than anywhere outside of Mexico. On and on and on because LA is a fantastic freaking city. And everything you turn on nowadays is negative. Everything you turn on is negative. And to have a page like this is extremely refreshing, especially from a guy like you who's positive, who's got a great outlook on life and does amazing content and stories that take, now we know, guys, six hours per three minutes of his content and story. That is never put that formula together. Oof, yeah. That is that is honestly unbelievable. What I what we do here for the for editing and doing all this stuff, I drives me crazy. I can't imagine what you're doing, man. Keep it up. You're doing awesome work, man. Most Samoans outside of Samoa. I didn't even know that one. That's a great one. I'm gonna cover that as well. I know Salvadorians as well. I I probably missed like 10, but that's the beauty of Los Angeles, man. That's one of the things I do want to give a shout out to that. That's one of the things that even from a kid I noticed because I didn't notice it was growing up in my class. I was surrounded by Mexican, black, Middle Eastern, Jewish, didn't know the difference, but that's like L.A. And I know, yes, New York's diverse, but I just feel there's something about L.A. where we're more. 
I don't even know the right word. Like they're just more ingratiated than most cities. And I think that that's what makes this so much flavor and so much like culture without even realizing it in LA. Yeah. But yeah, thank you, Mike. This, yeah. is, this is awesome. You got it, man. I, I really enjoyed the conversation and Filipinos. There you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Everything, man. Love this. Everything. And Armenians. How about the Armenians? Come on, dude, now. Armenians. Dude, thank you. Glendale, Glendale, Galleria. I'm about to drop Calabasas for the Kardashian side of it. Right. Like literally, yes. Proud. My business partner was my proud, like good friend business partner was Armenian. Yes, nice. absolutely. Man. Anything else we missed that you want to talk about? No, just follow, share, and enjoy LA. Keep your eyes open. Talk to me about suggestions. There's so much cool stuff that I haven't covered. Send them. Don't hesitate. I literally try to get back to every DM. I don't get back to every comment necessarily, but send me a DM. I will address it. LA is awesome. Thank everybody for your support. Thank you, Mike, for having me on. This was awesome. Yeah, you got it, man. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate you. And you guys, everybody in the chat, uh, you guys flooded this chat. So in this live, we appreciate you guys coming on and, uh, and being a part of this thing and asking questions and being positive and being nice and being cool. There wasn't a negative comment out there. So awesome. Let's keep that up. Let's try to keep that momentum going. And uh, again, you guys, thank you so much. This was so much fun. Evan, I can talk to you for hours, man. Maybe down the line, Dude, we'll do this know, again. Let me know. Let's do it again. Yeah. Let's do it again. Let I, me know. I would love that. Thank you so much, bro. Appreciate you. Keep in bye, touch. Bye, thank guys. you, everybody. I appreciate you guys. Genuinely. LA, baby. Love you. God, I love that dude. So smart. So articulate. Six hours per three minutes per story is incredible. It takes a lot of work. And I say it all the time. When you make things look easy, it's an absolute compliment. And he makes things look really, really, really easy. And that is not easy because he's driving around all over the place. He's, um, you got to find the right content, the right pictures, you got to write the right stories. You got to write a script. It's no joke. It's no joke. So that was a fun episode. Evan is the man. I need a favor from you guys. Those who have been listening all the way up to this point, thank you. I need you to go on to Spotify really quick. This will take 20 seconds of your time. Hopefully you're following the podcast. If you're not, hit follow. They allow you to now rate the podcast easily Right below my name, it'll have a little area there where you can rate it, hit five stars, submit, and call it a day. That helps us in our rankings. It helps others find the show. It's me, myself, and I, so I would appreciate it. I appreciate you making me a part of your day. It truly means a lot. I am Mike Gabriel, and this is Mike the Pod. Until next time, folks, no wasted days. Let's go. Let's go.